everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. We are into it. We are into the month of September. Today is episode number 658. And I have a very special guest on the broadcast with me today. We're going to be talking about how you can pray for uh, the public schools and pray for your teachers and pray for the students. We spend a lot of time here at the podcast uh, focused on homeschooling because that's what I've been doing for 20 some odd years. Uh, But today I thought, you know what, this is a great time to really talk about ways that we can encourage and pray for uh, the teachers and the students as they head back to school. So if that's you, stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, so before I get started and introduce my guest, I wanted to let you know about a couple things that are coming up. First of all, uh, it's my assistant Melissa's birthday tomorrow. Moment of silence, because I love that girl. <laughs> so happy birthday, Melissa. Her birthday is tomorrow, and I I, I rumor I hear rumor that she's uh, 29. So Melissa, I love you, girl. Uh, happy birthday. Also, uh, coming up is next week is launch week for Prayers for the Battlefield. So my new book is coming out. I'm really excited about that. You're going to hear more and more of uh, kind of chatter about that as it gets a little bit closer. Release date is actually September 18th. And if you have not pre-ordered that, uh, now is the period of time. Uh, for you to do the most good <laughs> for prayers for the battlefield. So it really helps our numbers. It helps determine uh, how many copies the bookstores will carry. They base all that stuff on pre-orders. So if you have not pre-ordered prayers for the battlefield, there's still just a few days left to do that. And I think you guys are going to love it. I hope it blesses you. Coming up on the 21st through the 22nd of September, I will be in Katy, Texas for Mom Strong Houston. Registration is open for that, and we expect that event to sell out. So if you haven't uh, gotten your tickets yet, now's a good time to do it. Uh, the 29th, I will be in Washington, D.C. for the HSLDA Leaders Summit. I'll be speaking there uh, for the women's luncheon, and I cannot wait to go hang out with my friends at HSLDA. And then the following weekend is Mom Strong Pacific Northwest right here in Vancouver, Washington at the Homeschool Resource Center. So those are some things that are coming up and I hope you guys will put them on your calendar. I cannot wait to see you there and just love your neck. Speaking of the Pacific Northwest, my guest today is from the Pacific Northwest. She happens to be related to me. Uh, My daughter, Savannah, was married uh, to a wonderful guy named Ryan. So how many years ago has it been? Six years. Six years ago, for the for goodness sake. I'm feeling sort of old. And she married into the wonderful Bates family. And uh, Savannah's mother-in-law, Carol, has become a really good friend of mine. In fact, I call her my fister. We, we figure uh, we're, uh, more than, we're more than friends. Uh, and we're more than sisters. We're like, we're fisters. It's sort of friends and sisters. So uh, we have a wonderful thing going on. <laughs> Carol also happens to be a teacher in the public school system. We've had a lot of conversations and we're going to carry on some of those conversations for you guys uh, to hear today. But Carol Bates, my friend, my fister, welcome to the broadcast. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. This is fun. I am so glad to be here, Heidi. So, okay. So a little bit of, so m- nobody's met you yet from, uh, from the show, obviously. And I thought it'd be fun to walk down memory lane a little bit because you and I've had some fun conversations about the way that you first heard about, uh, homeschooling yep. and homeschooling through the St. John family, kind of as opposed to just homeschooling in general. When my son, Ryan came home and told us that he'd met this amazing girl at Multnomah Bible College. She is amazing. She is. She is. I love her so much. (laughs) 
and <laughs> I'm not biased or anything. No, me neither. <laughs> anyway, when he told us that she was the oldest of seven kids, after I picked up my jaw off the ground, <laughs> I said, seven kids? Because could... you have two kids. I have two so this sons. Was quite a, this is a departure from oh, your reality. Oh, very much a <laughs> departure from my reality. So it was surprising to me, but I fell in love with her immediately. And then when he told me she was homeschooled, I was like, Oh, you were like, oh, eh, okay, eh. homeschooled. Those are those strange children. <laughs> but the reality is, is in meeting your family and meeting you and Jay and every one of your kids. I love your kids. I love your family so much. And honestly, as a public school teacher, I have a totally different perspective of homeschooling now that I did not have 15 years ago because homeschooling is not the weird thing that it used to be. No, um, it's and pretty much mainstream now. It's just it a is. Different, it's another uh, educational option. But you have raised your kids in the most amazing way, and they are all so well-grounded, so well-educated. They're so able to socially interact in just I'm gonna give you. I'll give you that twenty bucks later. As soon as this is okay. Over. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm gonna up that to fifty because I'm really plugging you. Okay. So, um, anyway, I just was amazed by Savannah, by your whole family, and it totally made made me take a different look at mm. homeschooling and realize that, in looking back on it, if I could have homeschooled Ryan and Dylan. Sorry, guys. Um, I would have done that. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't an option for me at that time, but I just love, love, love what you guys are doing. Thank you. Well, one of the reasons I was so excited to talk to you on the show is that I think we, I think that there's this mistaken idea that um, people who have their kids in public school or people who teach in public school and people who homeschool can't be friends, which is ridiculous. Oh, no. We That's... should be praying for each other and Absolutely. loving each other. And I think we can agree there's a, a whole heap of huge problems happening in the public school system right yeah. now. And teachers need prayer. Uh, and I, and I hear, I hear a lot of stuff on the internet. You know, you and I've talked about this a lot. I've, I have backed away a lot from my platform Mm -hmm. on social media because it's like a dumpster fire on there now. Like you get on there and you're just like, well, I was in a good mood, but now, you know, I just, I want to go in my closet and curl up in a fetal position. Yeah. And so you, I, I have appreciated over the last six or seven years that, uh, you guys have been in our family coming from your perspective, just to be able to talk on the show today to parents who some of the parents are listening here and they they, they want to homeschool their children, but they can't for whatever reason. Right. We've got parents here who are homeschooling and they, instead of praying for the public schools, we're constantly just, you know, you know, turning yeah. the knife because we're frustrated. Right. So I thought I would ask you uh, today, just have a, a just a great conversation about how we can really start praying fervently and passionately for uh, the success of this next generation, because these kids are the next generation that are in the public schools and they are being influenced. And you have a tremendous influence as a teacher. So when someone comes to you and says, how can I pray for you as you teach this next generation? uh, What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, I can honestly say, Heidi, that the most important thing, hands down, that people can pray for, for teachers is grace. Mm. Grace for the teachers as they are going through day by day dealing with um, kiddos that come into their classroom. And teachers are there in the public schools because, not for the money, let me tell you that, but because they love kids and they love working with them and they love teaching them. And in any given classroom, you're going to get a mixture of kids that come from different home lives 
different experiences. Mm -hmm. Some of them come from broken homes. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them, their parents are struggling just to make ends meet. And it's a trickle-down effect. Sure. You know, that kid may have had a really rough morning before they walked in your classroom. Maybe their parent was trying to pay a bill and they just, they can't do it and they're frustrated and they're angry. Um, And sometimes it's just hard for the kids. They walk in the door and they've already had a rough morning. Um, They need grace. Mm. The teachers need grace um, to extend a feeling of love to Mm -hmm. every one of those kids Mm -hmm. to make them feel um, that they are special because they are Mm -hmm. each and every one of them that come into the classroom. They're special, they're unique, they're different. And we have to meet them right where they're at. Mm -hmm. And so if parents can pray for us for grace and also pray for the parents of public school children um, and pray for the kids, Mm -hmm. my gosh, because it's a really hard world that we live in. It's a hard situation. Um, And so extending that grace to the teachers, to the families, to the children, that's the first thing that Mm. people can pray for to really help us in the public schools. I've been thinking too uh, lately, you know, is with our interactions and, you know, I travel quite a bit um, and I meet, I mean, the stories I hear out on the road are heartbreaking. You know, so like exactly what you said, so many families struggling right now. And there's so, um, really, there's just so much evil in the world. And I was thinking that one of the ways we could pray is that God would grab a hold of the hearts of the students who have already learned uh, sort of the art of evil and transform their hearts, that they would be, that they would be exposed to the gospel somehow. And and I know uh, Christians who are in the public schools who are praying for these kids and working with these kids. I have a really good friend. Actually, it's the, uh, the mother of a really good friend of mine. So she's got to be in her 70s now who goes to her public school in Portland, Oregon, which is, that blows my mind. She's been doing this for 30 some odd years. Wow. She goes there every week and she shares Jesus with these kids. And she can't do it, um, uh, what, what's the word, overtly. But she is getting in there and she is sharing. She is being Jesus. She's being the hands and feet of Jesus to these kids. And I wonder, Carol, what you think about one of the ways we can pray is just that God would send Christian men and women somehow, whether it's in the cafeterias or through the teachers or through the administrators, to just be able to actually be Jesus to these kids who have been exposed to lots of stuff and say, listen, there's a healer and his name is Jesus. I am limited by the amount of stuff that I can, as a public school teacher, address. Yeah. Um, bringing Christianity into the classroom is one of those things, unfortunately. We do have at our public schools, every school pretty much has what they call a good news club, which yeah. allows the kids to— Are they to, still doing that? Yes, they still do that. Right on. And uh, kids have the opportunity after school to meet with a good news club. And I know that— um, our church that we attend, Philida Bible Church, is across from Thomas Jefferson, and they offer an after-school program for the kids so in good. junior high. It's called The Zone, mm-hmm. and it is the most amazing program, and it's right after school, and literally the kids can walk across the street and go to the church there and do their homework, play games, activities. And some of these kids, that's and their lifeline. Yes, it is, and it's yeah. their connection to the yeah. Lord, which yeah. is really a great yeah. Well, I think them. that's what I mean. I mean, I just, I think, wow, wouldn't it be amazing if instead of ignoring what was happening, especially homeschooling families who just, we can just, we're so focused on what we're doing because it really is a lot of time and energy and effort. Right. We're so focused on what we're doing. I wonder if, 
you know, during our morning devotions, we can be praying for these kids. Mm-hmm. And Lord, just pray like somebody, somebody share Jesus with them. Somebody they can meet Jesus at Philida, uh, Philida, mm-hmm. right at the church and their after school right. programs. They can meet Jesus at the Good News Bible clubs. Right. There's a whole bunch of ways that uh, that we can be that we can be Jesus to these kids. Right. There and are so options out there, and certainly people can pray for teachers. I know that. Um, I live up in Woodland on the Lewis River, and so I so have a long, pretty up there. yes, I have a long, beautiful drive in the morning. And every morning on my way to school, I actually pray for my class, mm. for specific families, um, for kids that are struggling, and also how I can meet them where they're at, mm-hmm. how I can make a difference for that child. Mm-hmm. And also, sometimes if I'm particularly struggling, I ask the Lord. To let me see those kids with God's way eyes does. and love yeah. them the way God loves them. Yeah. Because we need that power. We need that intervention um, to do the things that we do in the regular classrooms mm. because it's not an easy job. But mm. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I think, too, as we're talking about ways that we can pray, um, I've been struck lately just that we pray for uh, Christian parents whose kids are in the school, that they can mirror Jesus you know, I think so. It's so often it's e- it's easy for us to uh, to not do that. You mm-hmm. know, for whatever reason, or we forget that that's our primary mission in life, right? right? right. Uh, I love the quote. I can't remember who said it. Some listener is going to, you know, I'm sure I'm going to get emailed about this, but I love the quote that says, uh, "Preach the gospel at all times, if necessary, use words." There's lots of ways, yeah, that we can be uh, the hands and feet, yeah, of the Lord Jesus. A lot of it's in our attitude. Right. Um, I think um, I'm wondering too what you think about just. I'm praying for administrators that that God would give them wisdom. Uh, they need it. They do. Right? They absolutely need it. I mean, we're talking about we're making major decisions that are impacting the lives of tens of hundreds of thousands of kids. Right. And an administrator job is a job that I would never, ever want for a million years because they have to deal with so, so much. much. Mm-hmm. And they are right there up on the front line before the kids even get to our classroom. Mm-hmm. So they deal with a lot daily. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, praying for administrators, great idea. Mm-hmm. Praying for teachers, praying for families and for the students. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who emailed me and she said, pray that the administrators in her school would act with courage, creativity and wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was I thought that was really I thought that was really wise. I thought, you know, what? Yeah. The, the Bible says in James, if we ask for wisdom, that God will give it to us. Mm-hmm. And he gives it generously. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, we need generous amounts. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, of God's of God's wisdom uh, right now. What do you think, Carol, when you when you think of the opportunity, because really there are tens of thousands of people who are listening to this right now. And they're saying, Yikes. how can I know? <laughs> she's, she's nervous, folks. All, all the color just drained out of your beautiful yeah, face. No. Uh, I'm not, I'm just kidding. You look great. Uh, when, when you, when a parent comes to you and says, um, What's the best thing I can do? You know, as a person who doesn't have their kid in school, I'm going I'm to come, come at this from two, two angles. Okay. Um, the person, first of all, who doesn't have their kids in the public school system, the best thing that they can do to support, to support their local uh, teachers and their local mm-hmm. schools, mm-hmm. Um, even if they don't support everything the school is doing. Mm-hmm. And then for the parent who is in the public school system, mm-hmm. uh, because they, ha- they have very different, obviously, they have very different roles to play. Right. What would you say? Um, first and foremost, be there for the classroom teacher and for the kids. 
every school has got opportunities where the parents can come in and they can do what they call lunch buddies. Mm -hmm. And they meet with kids that are from struggling um, families and situations that are hard. And they sit down with them one day a week. They eat lunch. These are volunteers, or these are the parents of the kids, or these are just volunteers that come in. Volunteers or parents, they can come in and so ding, ding, ding. This is an opportunity. Yes. So for those of you who are are going, what, what can I do? Right. This is something you can do. Program is usually what it's called. They sit down. They eat lunch with them. Usually they get a cafeteria lunch together. Sometimes the lunch buddy will bring a special lunch. But more than anything, they give time to the student that in a busy classroom, um, it's not always easy to find a 15, 20-minute period to sit down and just talk with that student. It gives them one-on-one time. They play. They talk about their day. And it really makes that kid feel great and feel good about themselves. So you can come in and volunteer in the schools that way. Um, Parents that come in the classroom that want to do something to help me out, um, I always give them a couple options because I know that we're really busy. Mm -hmm. Families are busy. People are busy. A lot of the parents that are in my classroom have got to get their kids to like all these different um, sporting activities and different commitments after school. And they work. And it's really hard to do all of that. Mm-hmm. So some of them can sign up to come in and volunteer in the classroom. And typically, I mean, I just love, love, love volunteers. Um, but not every single teacher is going to be crazy about having volunteers come to the classroom. So I give the option also for families that are busy um, to just send in some materials, like send in some snack crackers, mm-hmm. send in some – an an extra couple boxes of pencils that are pre-sharpened. Hey, I mean, hello. that is like right? the gift of all <laughs> gifts, let me tell you. When a teacher gets pre-sharpened pencils, <laughs> OMG, they are so excited. It's like Christmas. It's like a box of chocolates. I love it. We don't have to sharpen them for the kids or yes. have to listen to the sharpener grinding. So any materials that you want to like donate, we actually have almost every um school that I've been to here in Vancouver, what's really cool is the churches do an mm-hmm. outreach program to yes. the schools and they provide like backpacks for kids that don't have backpacks. And not only are they backpacks, but they fill them with all well, the Well, we're doing supplies. that. I know we do that at Radiant at our church. Oh, They're doing a backpack awesome. drive right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so great because I get kids in there that, you know, they come in and it's the biggest deal that they can eat breakfast yeah. and have a couple squares a day. It's a big deal to them to have breakfast, to have lunch, and they're hungry. And we have food programs where we send food home to the families. But for those kids that come in and the other kids have these nice new shiny backpacks, and here's this child that doesn't have a backpack. Mm. And for them to be able to go down to the office and pick out any backpack they want, and it comes with all the school supplies, that is such a great just a great gift for the kids. That's an awesome thing to do. I know that there are lots of ways also for parents who are interested in getting involved. Uh, Moms in Prayer International has groups all around the country. I think Moms in Touch, too. There's lots of different prayer groups that meet specifically for uh, the public schools to pray for them. I know that lots of groups have separate um, separate entities for grandparents who want to get involved in praying. Um, and so 
I think that uh, for us just to be to be the hands and feet of the Lord Jesus to teachers, especially as they go back to school and students as they go back to school. Um, I read this quote on the uh, on the Internet with regard to the public school. It says the best thing that you can do is to pray. Prayer is our greatest weapon. School systems may think they can prohibit prayer inside the classroom. They cannot keep those on the outside from forming a wheel of prayer around them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's just uh, such a powerful thing. So it, uh, these efforts, I think, that that you've just listed for us, say to school teachers and school administrators, we care about you. We care about what you're doing. We recognize that uh, this is the next generation. And uh, if the if if as believers, we believe the word of God, which we do, the Bible says that a student is when he's fully trained, will be like his teacher. We better be praying for these teachers. Mm-hmm. We better be praying for them because yeah. they have tremendous influence in the lives of these kids. And parents need to realize that it's not just their one child. It's their one child they send to us that's in second grade, third grade or whatever. But it's one of 22 kids or one mm-hmm. of 28 kids. And so truly, the teacher is doing everything that she can to mm-hmm. meet that child's needs. So praying for your child to have their needs met um, would really help. Um, your mother-in-law, Jerry St. Yes. John, who is an amazing person, <laughs> she, uh, she actually asked me last year how I was I doing remember. in school and am I having any struggles and is there anything she could pray for me about? And I had a student that was really trying mm. all of my skills and mm-hmm. all of my capabilities mm-hmm. and she asked if she could pray for me for this child and i said absolutely and there were times when i was working with this child and other teachers would look at me after an interaction where the child walked off mm-hmm. and they said i don't know how you do that mm. and i would tell the other teachers a lot of prayer. Yeah. And the and truth the truth is is that Jerry St. John was praying for me mm. and I could feel it, Heidi. I could feel it especially when I was having a very difficult confrontation with a child or several children and I could feel God's grace upon me and it made me realize that nope, I don't need to I don't need to take the bait. I don't have to get I pulled into this mm-hmm, argument because mm-hmm. it isn't an argument, and I can remain calm, and we can handle Good this. news for mothers everywhere. Yes, yes, there is hope. There is <laughs> grace for all news. of us. Whether you're a public school teacher or a homeschool teacher or just a mom who's tearing her hair out because you got toddlers at home, yeah, there is power in prayer. There is uh, so much This power. is the heart behind uh, Prayers for the Battlefield. If you guys haven't checked out Prayers for the Battlefield yet, you will find prayers for just about everything you're going through in there. So it start, each one of those uh, devotions starts with just a story and a devotion. Then we move into just a, a bit of time to pray scripture. There's power in it. I think sometimes we forget. So I love that reminder that Jerry's commitment to praying for you yeah, made a difference. It made such a difference. And thank you, Jerry. I love that. Carol, it has been a joy to have you on the Why, show. Thank you. I such appreciate it. Such a good perspective. I love your heart. I think it was the the providence of the Lord to just bring. When I first heard, you know, you know, when my daughter said, "Yeah, Ryan's mom is a public school teacher," I was like, "What? <laughs> this is going to be interesting at the dinner table." And we have just had a great time getting oh, to know yeah. each other over the years and uh, learning to pray for each other. And yeah. so, thank you for coming on and just talking to uh, my audience about how they can pray, whether they choose to put their kids in public school or not. 
they can still be involved and they can still pray and God is sovereign and he's able. And thank you, Heidi. It's You're been fun. Welcome. Oh, this has been a hoot and holler and good time. All right, you guys, if you want uh, information about ways that you can pray for your public school teachers and administrators and the students as they head back to school, go over to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. I will link back to some ideas for you in the show notes today. And in the meantime, I'm going to encourage you to take a moment and just pray uh, for the, for our children. I think it, whether they go to public school or a Christian school or a homeschool, uh, we know that the enemy of our soul is exactly how he's described in First Peter 5, 8. The Bible says we have an adversary. And he uh, is the, this this battle, this battlefield that we're on is for the hearts and minds of the next generation. And so we want to pray wisdom and protection. And uh, we want to, we want uh, ultimately the gospel to bring hope and healing to this generation. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And I will see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.